0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Bird. It's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. I'm just checking in on you, just seeing how your week's going, you know, during this first month of a new year, of a new decade, as we march towards the future. And uh, I hope you're having a good time. hope you're out there enjoying yourself. I hope you're not on the Internet watching people yelling at each other. Be they feminists who don't trim their hoo has or be they people with red ties or people with blue ties and everybody fucking screaming and yelling at each other. Um, actually, it's a small portion screaming and yelling and everybody else is just sitting there watching. Um, I hope you're having a good week. All right. How's that? Here's something positive for you and you're on the internet and it's, it's hopefully making you feel better as you stare at the plastic gray screws that hold the cubicle together. It's something uplifting. Um, <clears throat> I just got back from new Orleans, had a great time. I went to the championship game against the tigers, the LSU tigers against the Clemson tigers. And, uh, Went down there. I, you know, came down, went down with my parents, Joe Bartnick, Club Soda Kenny, and we just had the best time ever hanging out there, doing shows, going around the city. Um, you know, I told you guys, red beans and rice. I'm going to figure out how to make that shit. Some sort of, uh, you know, my. I'm going to take my, my attempt at that. Anybody has a decent recipe that you can part with and send my way, I would appreciate it. I absolutely loved it. And... um we just had the best time and went down to the game. We were all scared. Remember, I was kind of teasing the president. Why is he going to the game? Don't you have, like, the sickest flat screen ever in the White House? And um, But it was really not that big a deal. We actually left for the game at, like, 4 o'clock, started at 7. And we were there and in our seats, you know, after the traffic and all the bullshit by, like, I don't know, 5, 5 o'clock maybe, 5.15. And we just sat there hanging out. And it was cool. We got there so early, like we were watching both teams practicing without their jerseys on, and um, we watched Joe Burrow just throw one after another those sideline passes. And Kenny was joking like he should throw some to the other side. I'm like, he's gonna, you know, he's just being Kenny, right? So of course he does all of that. And then you know we're watching the game, and you watch him in real time start completing those passes. Um, what a fucking game, man. I'll tell you, in the beginning, you know, I ran into this guy, um, I think it was on Royal Street, Royale Street or whatever, in the French Quarter. And um, he used to play for Clemson. He was just like, Clemson's going to beat him. I think they're going to win by like 14. I was thinking like, fuck, I know and everybody's saying LSU, he's a guy who played for Clemson, you know, actually played the game as opposed to listening to all these fucking drunk people who live here who are LSU fans telling me LSU is going to kill him and all of this shit. And then the game starts and LSU was just pinned down in there, down in their, their, their side of the field. And like that, the punter, I swear to God, if Clemson won that game, I swear, he should have got at least co-MVP. I don't know how many times he pinned the LSU Tigers all the way down, you know, on the three, four, five yard line. It just, they just seemed like you know their first three possessions were down there. And, um, I love that game plan where they just were blitzing. The uh, Clemson Tigers just kept blitzing them. And I was just like, man, if they don't make them pay for this, like this is, they're going to, this could be a problem. And it just really looked like it was going to be Clemson's day there for a minute. You know, I want to say they went up seven to nothing. It all just, you know, when you go to the game, it's hard to fucking, you know, all this shit that's going, all the crazy people in the crowd. There was this Clemson guy in front of me with big mother and hips, right? This dude, stupid fucking orange thing on. And he he got mad in the beginning because this guy in front of me was an LSU Tiger fan, cheered for something. He, he yelled at him for cheering. And then they got in this big f- argument or whatever. Well, the LSU guy just called him out for being a douche. <clears throat> and then the guy like five minutes later, that was my bad. That was my bad. And then he made, like, a big production about apologizing. He should have just said, that was my bad. I should not have done it. Then he had to hug the guy. And then he came over and fist bump, came back, fucking slap on the back. Like, every, like, heterosexual possible way that another man could touch another man, he did it. And it was just like, all right, we get it. We get it. You let your emotions get the best of you. So that shit's going on while you're trying to watch the fucking game. And not to mention it was so fucking loud. Have you just going, ah! You know, when Clemson had the ball? I literally just was sitting there blocking my ears. I was like, I don't give a shit if I look like a pussy or whatever. I don't give a fuck. My ears are shot from playing drums. I'm, I'm not, you know, and it, like the guy's voices are bad enough. But when the women get going, you had that high pitch on top, you know, forget about it. So um, I want to say it was like 17 to 7. And then Clemson came just came roaring back. And I was nervous. I thought Burroughs was running too much. I'm like, why the fuck aren't they using their running back? And the last time I went there for a championship game, I saw the New England Patriots beat the greatest show on turf and Mike Martz didn't use Marshall Falk. And I'm like, what the fuck is it about this building? Um, but anyways, once they got going, holy shit. But you know, Clemson came back right after the half and uh, but they could just never get close and I I don't know, man. That was just, it was something else. It was really something else. And, you know, I saw the Patriots win the Super Bowl there, and it wasn't as loud as that. Like, it was just fucking craziness. And uh, no fights, just fans were fun. Trump came out on the field, like, right in front of us. You know, place went crazy. Everybody loving him. People chanting four more years and shit. I'm just (laughs) like. (laughs) there was some boobers but overall positive so i was thinking like all right this guy's gonna uh you know this guy's gonna hang you know he did his little photo op it's politics right so i figure all right this guy's gonna do his little fucking photo op and he's gonna be out of here but i think he stayed and watched the game so i thought that was that was cool other than that you know just getting out of the whole politics thing about it but um The security getting in wasn't that bad. There were Secret Service people there, but they, they did it very, very, very efficiently. And I have to tell you, man, that is the greatest dome that has ever been made. I have to say that. For when it was built, for how it looks, I know they redid it and everything. It's just the best dome, you know? And the newer ones with all the luxury box and the fans are just so fucking far away. This is like, and this thing seemed like when it was made. It seemed like it was the biggest thing ever and how far away you were. Now that's like nothing. If you go to the Cowboys stadium, you know, I mean, you could literally, I don't want to give anybody ideas. I forget. I'm not going to say that. I was going to use an example of what you could, you know, if you've, ah, fuck it. I'm not going to say that. If you were to take a paper airplane. (laughs) So anyway, um, my only thing that I didn't like about the game was the it was how long it took. It was like fucking ridiculous. At least they had a guy come out on the field and he had a clock, so you just sit down. We the, we just stood the whole game, and um, you know the game should have been three hours long. They turn it into like fucking like what was it a four hour and over four hour game? Man, it was so fucking long and we got there extra early so i mean i was basically there from five o'clock in the afternoon to midnight um and got out of there but it was just uh it was just such an awesome experience and um but that game is really becoming as long as the super bowl if it isn't already uh here's a quick question for and it was great just seeing you know all those lsu flan, fans losing their minds clemson fans were all cool great fans Just on both sides. Uh, It was just an awesome experience. But uh, I I was thinking, you know, because they have J-Lo and Shakira. Is it Shakira? For the halftime show. If the Super Bowl is Kansas City versus the San Francisco 49ers, my question is, who does more dancing? (laughs) J-Lo and Shakira? Or uh, the football players on the fucking, uh, the Chiefs and the 49ers. Because I'm not saying all of them, but there's some fucking people on, they celebrate every fucking thing they do. Everything they do. There's some defensive player who's fucking amazing. He is amazing, but Jesus Christ. You'd think he was the first guy to ever get a sack or tackle somebody. I know I've said this forever, but it, somebody's got to say it. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, I love that guy, Kelsey too. One of the best tight ends in the league, you know, but it's just like, he had like some major fucking drops in the beginning of that game. And then all of a sudden he starts catching balls. It was fucking hilarious. He caught this ball and he's literally pushing the defensive back off of him so he can get up and start running around dancing. It's just like, how come he didn't dance when you dropped the ball? You know, you seem to like extra attention. Why don't you keep the attention on you even during the hard times? Then you could be an inspiration so we could learn how to overcome things. Um, All right, so now that um, my Super Bowl, both of my Super Bowl picks got blown out of the water last week. The Baltimore Ravens sent packing by the uh, Tennessee Titans and Sneaky Pete and the Seattle Seahawks, those dirty birds up there, um, how they got fucking... uh, You know, they actually played a great game. It came on a little too late. They ran out of time there but uh, by the Green Bay Packers. So now it's the Packers versus the 49ers. And what do we got left? We got the Titans. Remember the Titans against the Kansas City Chiefs. And... um, you know what? I'm not going to make any predictions because I don't know shit. How about that? And I don't want to jinx anybody because it seems like when I fucking watch people and I make predictions like I have I, I have a kid now, I lost my touch. I used to be able to predict things at a nice 18% clip, which is pretty good for a gambler, Um, which is why you don't gamble. Um, So I have no idea. All I know is what's kind of great is I don't have a dog in the fight, so I don't give a fuck. Um, It's kind of a bunch of feel-good games. You know, who's going to be mad if Kansas City goes? Those fucking poor people have been waiting over 50 years. Who's going to be mad if the Titans go? That's such a great underdog. Where the hell did these guys come from? Then as a Pats fan, Mike Brable, I got to root for that guy. Um, I feel bad for Andy Reid because everybody was who gives him shit, you know. You know, like everybody else has won a fucking Super Bowl who's giving him shit, you know. And, uh, and then the other side, 49ers, you know, great franchise, great fans. Same thing with the Packers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. I'm just hoping for fucking two overtime games. How about that? Um, And having said that, oh, by the way, what happened to your Houston Astros? Jesus Christ. What a scandal. I cannot believe that a team would take advantage of some sort of technology to try and cheat. You know, Jesus Christ, they fucking, they went after them. You know what was fucking hilarious? Is my buddies who are Yankee fans who are fucking pissed. And it's just like, oh my and I was giving them so much shit. I was like, I I can't believe that they were stealing signs on your roided up players. <laughs> How quickly people forget that your own team also fucking cheated. It's like if they're gonna if they're gonna take away the Houston Astros title, if Yankee fans and I'm telling you something, it for you fucking Yankee fans, if you fucking say that that's what should happen, all right, know that you're going to lose at least three titles. 99, 2000, and 2009. All right? If we're talking about cheating, you're, you're going to lose those. All right? I'm not going to say it because we had roided up players on our team too. It's just like, come on, grow a dick. All right? They fucking they did a little boss hog shit to you, you know? You shouldn't do it. You absolutely shouldn't do it. But come on, man. Come on. Roids, corked up bats, pine tar, doctor in the ball. I hate how you can't do that anymore. I love the fucking Phil Necro and his whatever this fucking brother's name were. They had half their goddamn bathroom in their kitchen on that fucking baseball. It was hilarious. You looked at their fucking... You looked at the front of their jersey. They looked like a trucker who had been driving for 14 hours. <laughs> they had, like, mustard and fucking every condiment you could think of was just all over the front of their fucking shirt. They had Vaseline on their pants. It was fucking hilarious. It's Fucking hilarious. What are you going to do? I, I, I just I don't give a shit. Um, having said that, you shouldn't do shit like that. But, like, um For people to really get all up in arms about that stuff. I also like that somebody compared, um, you know, Pete Rose gets suspended for fucking life and all the Astros got was this, that and the other. It's like, oh, anyway, gambling on baseball is way different than cheating. All right. When you're the manager of a fucking team and you're gambling on baseball and you're in that fucking position that starts making people think that the whole thing's fixed. That is completely different than one franchise getting busted for cheating, trying to win. Those are two, I think two different, completely different fucking things. Um, I mean, if somebody has a corked bat, should they be fucking banned for life? Cause you're trying to cheat as an individual. Um, gambling is a different thing. Cause when you gamble, you don't have any loyalty other than to money. You don't give a fuck. So now, you know, at least the Astros, the piece of shit thing they were doing, they were trying to win. Does that make sense? Where if you get a fucking gambler, the gambler, I never bet against my team, but at the end of the day, he's a fucking gambler. You know, that's like going into a jailhouse and listen to somebody. They are all fucking innocent. Um, but whatever, I mean, I'm I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to, ch- I think it's fucking funny that they did it, I think it's funny that they did it to a $200 million team that has done steroids in the past to help win three fucking World Series, and I am a fan of another team that at, was competing against a $200 million team, and then we went out and spent buck ninety, two hundred, and we had a bunch of people on Andrew Steen and all of that shit. Shut the fuck up, you fucking babies. Fucking babies. Um, Whatever, it happens. And then everybody, oh, what does this say? What are we watching? What is it teaching children? All this fucking shit. It's like, are you paying attention to the news? (laughs) What corporations do, what they do to drinking water, what they do to minorities. I mean, get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. They always put it on sports. Go fuck it. They put it on sports and they put it on comedians. All right. I'm going to throw myself in there and make myself a martyr. How about that? Now am I cheating? Uh, my Bruins lost to the Flyers. Oops. My kid's sleeping. Sorry. My Bruins lost to the Flyers in overtime. We got a point there, and then we got shut out against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And now I'm hoping that we're going to get back on track. We got the Penguins next. But I am fucking all in. Back in. For, I've been so damn busy. I got the kid up and running now. Literally. My kid's fast, too. And she's an athlete and she throws left-handed and daddy is happy. (laughs) Um, She also likes riding in my old truck. She wants to steer it and all that. You know, do you realize how cool that is? I'm going to have a kid that was born in 2017 that someday is going to know how to drive three in a tree. How great is that? Um, Anyway, um, what was I going to say? So, uh... And if you want to get the quickest way to get back into fucking hockey, if you, you know, if you get married and you have kids and all that type of stuff, after you get your kids up and running and that type of shit, um, daily face off, I've been saying it forever. Okay. It's like a fantasy hockey website, I believe. But what they have is they have the line combinations. So you can easily, you can learn your whole team in like three games. I just start yelling out the numbers like flashcards back in the day when I was learning the multiplication tables. Then once I get myself down, then I just pick like three other teams that I really like. Like right now, like if the Bruins aren't playing, or if they play the early game, and if Winnipeg, Edmonton, or Colorado's playing, I watch those. I watch those three teams. Um, I'm really starting to get to know Edmonton. I know their uh, their top two nurse and uh, what is it, Ethan Bear. At least they were since I've been watching. Um, and I pretty much know the top two lines. And I'm starting to know uh Winnipeg and uh what is it, fucking uh Colorado. So that's just what I do. I absolutely fucking love it. And I've also been watching the Celtics, but we lost to the Pistons tonight. We got the Bucks next. I'm having a great time. Well, I got that fucking test on the other side of me. And now, you know, I got I to gotta get geared up though because I'm back on from being on the road and I got to start the uh, the actual flying by instrument um, lessons now, uh, which is going to cost a small fucking fortune. I'm not going to lie to you. There's nothing, oh, I'll tell you, there's nothing cheap in fucking aviation. Uh, by the way, thanks to uh, Suds Them Duds, for doing the wash and fold. I sent a picture of their, their little, how they folded up all my socks and underwears and put a little fucking LSU bow on it. It was fucking great. Here. Oh, look who's here. I got to do this quietly. My wife's trying to sleep next to me here. It's in the morning. Oh, Jesus. But do 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 me undies selling that fucking cocaine. Do-do-do-do-me-undies, me undies me undies. The feds show up and it's lame. Why the fuck did you try to do that? You're an old white guy who wears a hat. You're going to get caught. Sorry. I hope they put this in after the DeLorean shit. Um, it's Valentine's Day. Life is in the air. Oh, love is in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Even though this is made up, a made-up holiday, it's still really cute. Um, it's also the perfect time to show that special someone how much you care and save those three words everyone wants to hear. Match my undies. See what they did there, Nia. Uh, my undies has the most adorable Valentine's Day prints to get all the lovey-dovey this year. Oh, they're going to get you laid here. Oh, good for them. Don't worry. Well, they got a bunch of wallets on them? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you can love a hoo. Uh, don't worry if you don't have a boo. MeUndies also makes Bundy bands so you can match with your pet, which is honestly more important than people. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Your butt is cute. Rhyming is dumb. Valentine's Day, everyone. I don't even know what that meant. Okay, To show how much you... They love you. Miandis has not one but three new Valentine's Day prints this year. The, this, is, this is the perfect opportunity to show that special someone you're ready to take it to the next level with matching pairs. Match me so I know it's real is the motto this year. If you're matching your BFF or your dog, it still counts. Also, psst. So I told you guys that's in the copy. Someone told us that Miandis has new loungewear. Rumor has it that it's loungewear you can wear out and about. Keep your eyes peeled for some cozy new additions. Miandis has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchaser, you get up to fifteen percent off and free shipping. This is a no-brainer, especially because we have a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. To get your fifteen percent off your first pair. Free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to com slash burr. That's com slash burr. Oh, now we got hymns. Look at me, Nia. I'm literally, I haven't even gotten up yet and I'm already going to work crushing it. You know, do you respect that? Well, do you? Uh, hymns, why do guys turn weird to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science? For hymns.com, a one-time shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. You ready for this, Nia? You ready for a cleared skin BB with a big orange lion mane crawling <laughs> over to your side of the bed? It's time to write a new chapter, one in which you have hair. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Is that right? Hymns is helping guys be the best version of themselves. With licensed physicians and FDA approved products to help treat hair loss. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. HIMS was created by a guy who knows some men's health conversations are what? easier online than in person. What? Why are you saying it like that? Hymns HIMS <laughs> I'm doing what's his face from the Warriors. It wasn't us. It was them, the warriors. Um, for hymns, connects you to real <laughs> doctors online. It's stupid and it makes people listen, which could save you hours, completely c- confidential and discreet. Answer a few quick questions, a doctor will review, and if they determine it's right for you, uh, can prescribe you medication to treat your hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. This holiday season, let it grow. Let it grow, let it grow. I get it. Let it grow, let it grow, let it grow. That's cute, right, Nia? For Hymns, do uh, dive into 2020 hair first right now. My listeners can get started with their first month for free. Go to com slash bird. That's forhymns.com slash bird. Prescription requires an online consultation with the physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Only valid, offer valid, only if prescribed, three-month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Remember, that's for com slash burr. By the way, on the flight back, old Billy movies here. You know, old Billy cross country. I always try to watch something different. You know what sucked is they had like three Asian movies on the plane, and they all sucked. Like Asian cinema is fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. And they put, they had like three lame ones on there. You know, the guy next to me is like, Hey, you know, cause he saw me, I was scrolling, I was trying to find something. He goes, you look like you're struggling. Check this movie out. He goes, it's, it's an easy, no brainer movie. And I was looking at the movies. Like I can, I can see that anywhere. And then I saw that there was like three movies. Like, uh, I think, I think they were all, I, I don't know where they were made. I don't know if it was Korean or China or whatever. But the first one, they were speaking English. That annoyed me. So I'm like, fuck this movie, right? I want the subtitles. I want the real shit, right? I want to see the ones that they watch over there. And I don't know what the names of the movies were, but they were just, they just, they just were fucking lame. They weren't good ones. So um, I was disappointed in that. So I was like, ah, fuck this. Maybe I'll, I'll watch a documentary. And I found this thing on John DeLorean. It's called Framing DeLorean, I think, or John DeLorean. John DeLorean, of course, made that, uh, infamously made the um, the DeLorean car and had his legal troubles and all of this type of shit. You got to watch that thing because I learned so much about this guy. And actually, we also you learned about GM in the 14th floor was where all these executives were trying to work their way up. And it's a, just a really amazing time in history where – You could like start in a mailroom at this giant corporation and they actually made shit in this country. And you could work your way up from that. Granted, if you were a white male, who's kidding who? Because the whole 14th floor was like beyond fucking white. But um, that doesn't really even exist. I I don't feel like a, a place that actually builds something like back in the day when you could drive down the street. I remember I still remember those guys was like they like they used to you know, work at factories and shit like that. When I first started doing the roads, one of the last gasps of air of them making shit in here. And there was people who just they they, you know, um, you know, if you if you worked if you worked at the fucking Plymouth division, anytime you saw a Plymouth, you and you know it was it was the probably whatever, the the model car. You know, you're like, I probably worked on that car. You had like that sense of pride that you fucking built the thing. Um so anyways, he was a GM And I didn't know this guy. He was with Pontiac. And Pontiac, I guess it's skewed really old. They called it their old lady division. And it just was not a car that any young people were into. And it wasn't an exciting car. And they were actually considering getting rid of the line. And he came in and he was the guy that decided what they had a mid-sized car. I forget what it was called. And he took the Chevy Big Block which you weren't supposed to do. I guess they only kept that for like the Cadillacs or something like that. He took a big block engine and he stuck it in that car. So the people not on the 14th floor were like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes, no, nah, no, nah, you know, we're only going to make like 4,000 of these. No big deal. It's just, it's just a package, you know. And he just made like this fucking, you know, muscle car that became the GTO. And he snuck it by, by the 14th floor. He found this fucking angle, and he took like this risk. And they ended up selling like 30 or 40 thousand of them. It became like this unbelievable thing. And you don't know, that amongst you know with the other cars, what Ford was doing and Chrysler and all that, really kind of jump started the whole thing. Now I didn't know any of that stuff. He was always known as the guy who tried to get this car going, and then he did a bad cocaine deal. But this thing actually, I, I didn't realize that John DeLorean not only got acquitted. Um, that he then got brought up on other fucking charges of misappropriating funds. Like, it was really, like, just, I don't know. I, I feel like now I'm going to ruin the thing, but just sit down and watch it. It's, uh, and Alec, they do this really cool documentary where they're talking about him, and then they have Alec Baldwin playing John DeLorean, and they reenact a lot of these scenes to add to the documentary. It was fucking incredible. Uh, check that out if you get a chance. And... Um, I think that's it. Other than that, I want to watch 1917. I got a screener. You're probably asking yourself, oh, did I wake her up? No? What are you doing, Boo Bear? Are you supposed to be in bed? By the way, I'm recording this at 9:11, and you're still at night and you're still up? What am I doing? She was just saying mommy, mommy, mommy over again and I said, do you want to come in and say Good night to Daddy one more time. And she said yes. Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm in the middle of doing my podcast here, so come over here really quickly. All right. You're getting so big. I was telling everybody how fast you could run. Now you could throw left handed. You're gonna give me a kiss. She's half asleep. Give me a kiss. Come on. Thank you. Love you, buddy. Can you say goodnight? good night? Okay. We gonna play tomorrow? Riding bikes? Huh? Okay, now we're going to bed, okay? All right. I got to wrap this up. Say Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Give me five. There you go. Nice five. Um Look at you too. Adorable. <laughs> Adorable. Um Anyway, so uh All right. So, I'm an old dad, right? So, you know, I got to watch my vices because I got to be around here. I got to try to f- fucking stretch this out here as long as I can. So I, uh, I am toying with the I, I'm going to quit cigars. And I think I kind of already did. I just had to like, I don't know, there's so much fun, though. But I, they, uh, they have gotten out of control the way my drinking got out of control. It's just it's becoming like a four-time-a-week fight. It's like, what am I doing? What am I, a fucking asshole? I make money running my yap and I'm fucking with, you know, my mouth and my throat. This is stupid. So I got to lay off. Um, And if you're going to quit cigars, a great time to do it is right after you fucking came back from New Orleans. I actually had a buddy of mine who came in for the game. You ever just didn't know your buddy was coming, right? And all of a sudden he's like, where are you? Because I texted that Suds and I'm in New Orleans too. And he came over and I had this fucking little balcony thing and it was hilarious. It was like me and like fucking, you know, seven other people were just standing out there talking sports. Bourbon street was down the street, you know, and now uh, we were smoking cigars, just laughing our asses off, having a great time. And, um, and then it was just great. Cause we were all just older guys and we all had kids, you know, and that type of shit. And it was so fucking perfect right around 11 o'clock at night. One of somebody just goes, uh, should we call it? We calling it? And everybody just goes like, yeah, yeah, let's call it. Let's call it. We got a big day tomorrow. We got to watch it again. All right. Yeah. Great. Perfect. The old us would have been out till four or five in the friggin' morning and just would have been dragging ass. Somebody would have passed out during the fucking game. Like I'm just, I'm beyond any of that stuff. And, um, you know, it's funny. It's funny. Even though, uh. I would have loved to continue going. So I think I am done. I think I'm done with cigars. I don't, I'm done for a while. I'm taking. A, I'm taking a significant break, at least. Because uh, this is the deal, you know. If you don't have any vice, you know, unless you're wired like Ralph Nader, I mean, I don't know. Like, what do you do? Like, what? What am I supposed to do over here? You know, I'm just supposed to just. I got a couple friends of mine like that who are like legit sober, you know, it's incredible. They don't smoke, they don't drink, they don't, you know, smoke weed, they don't take the occasional edible, they do nothing. They are sober, just every day taking life in the fucking chops, every fucking day, just dealing with life. I mean, it's really fucking amazing. Um, it's the reason why I think you have booze and drugs because there's, you know, when you have a long day is there's nothing better if you could just have one, just having one, right? I don't know. It's so fucking weird. I don't know how the fuck I kind of lost the ability to do that. Um, But I'm smart enough to know that I don't like fucking with it. So, yeah, so I am on a cigar sabbatical. We'll call it that. Like, you know, I got some shit coming up. Like, I I don't know. Uh, I'm definitely not smoking for the rest of this month. And I don't think I'm, I'm not smoking next month, you know. And then I'll see where I'm at. And if I just don't give a fuck anymore, then I I think I'm done. But, uh, oh, man, that's going to be tough. Then what do I do? What am I left with? Huh? Yeah, beautiful wife and a beautiful kid that I can fucking hang out with for as long as humanly possible. There you go. There you go. See, you got to think it through. You got to think it through. All right. That is the podcast, everybody. Um, Congratulations to the LSU Tigers. I've been a fan of this since uh, 08. Way back, Less Miles, watching them year after year after year after year. Rooting for him and uh, Ed Ogeron, the work that he did, Joe Burrow, all of those guys. It was just, uh, you know, Randy Moss's son is whatever his name. I I don't know the names that well. Uh, Jefferson, I know a few of them, but it was just amazing to watch. Um, And just to be at that game was incredible. And uh, I checked another, you know, I guess, sports experience off. I've been to a Super Bowl, both college and pro. That's pretty cool. You know, here's one. Has anybody ever been to all the WNBA teams? <laughs> I'm running out of shit to go to here. There's got to be, at this point, how long they've been. I know they're starting to dunk. You can always get great seats. You know, and at the end of the day, you're watching people playing hoop at a high level. Why the fuck not? What's the LA team? The LA. This is when you know sports trivia. When you can name all the WNBA, what the fuck WNBA teams? All right, let's see here. WNBA teams. Let's see. The Atlanta Dream. Oh, Jesus. Chicago Sky. The Connecticut Sun. Can you give the ladies a little more fucking tougher names here? The Indiana Fever. The New York Liberty. All right. Washington Mystics. The Las Vegas Aces. The Aces isn't bad. Los Angeles Sparks. Could be a little more explosive than just a spark. Okay. The Minnesota Lynx. That's cool. You picked an animal that no one else has. The Phoenix Mercury. Is that like two astrological signs? And the Seattle Storm. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, I missed two. Dallas Wings. One, two, three, four, five, there's six. I'm just going to, I'm going to fucking do this. All right, when, let me, let me, let me look at the, are they playing yet? Are they playing, they play over the summer, right? Let's see here. The Los Angeles Sparks. September, the semifinal game, regular season. Oh, it starts in May. Well, that's unfortunate, right? The NBA playoffs are going. It's the end of May, though. And it wraps up. September 8th is their last one. So when is the championship game? Oh, I guess it's in mid September. The semifinals. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Play in these fucking arenas. Who knows? All right, I think that's it. Is that it for the the podcast? Um, I finally turned the corner with my shoulder. I'm back in the gym. I'm joining a gym tomorrow. Oh, Billy fucking Flyweights is back. And uh, I'm getting to get myself. I'm already in good shape. I'm getting myself in exceptional shape. It's my goal here. And then I'm going to... I don't know. I got to get back to doing the pull-ups because I got that bet with Verzi that I'm going to be able to do 10. When I turned seventy. I've told you this before. I haven't done a pull up since my first shoulder got fucked up when I was forty seven and I didn't know how to rehab it and I just babied it and then it became frozen. It became this fucking took forever. And then guess what? My left shoulder went. And you know what? Did I did I fucking learn anything? No. I let I babied that and then that thing got frozen. But now I've come out of it. I do my stretches every night. I fucking, you know, move the arm all around. I got I got a hundred percent Fucking movement on it now. I'm loving life. Going to get back in the gym, throw the weights around. And uh, my goal is to be in an action movie as that older, bald guy who the hero kills. That's the physique I want. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. Uh, go fuck yourselves. Uh, I will see. I will see. You, know what? you know what? Have a wonderful weekend. How about that? How about I say something nice? By the way, I just did all the track names for my uh, Madison Square Garden uh, recording that I'm going to be releasing on vinyl. It's going to be this shit. The album, the cover art looks amazing. It sounds amazing. It's it's the uh, Paper Tiger act, plus like an extra half hour, plus it was different. And just the tone of it, it's already kind of an interesting thing to listen to where um i couldn't believe how many times i would say a joke and then make fun of somebody getting offended by it like i don't there was that time for like 18 months where you'd be on stage just thinking like is this the one is this the one where i become part of that bullshit and get in trouble for doing nothing but telling jokes you know it was really like as much as i was trying to act like it wasn't in my head it was completely in my fucking head so just going back and listening uh myself it was interesting so hopefully you guys will think it the same thing so i don't know how long it's going to take um i mean i'm almost done completing this and then i'll let you know because i do have a contractual thing with netflix like i can't have overlapping material um there's like a certain percentage but like it has my uh support the troops heroes first responder chunk that didn't make paper tiger it's got uh I mean, I think the whole first side, like nothing is even from the special. So I was really amazed how much different material is in it. And then even the jokes that overlap, I tell them differently every night. And there was sections. I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot to do that during the special. So it's interesting. But I'm not going to lie to you. It's for 100% total geek comedy nerds, um, which is why I put it on a vinyl because, you know, I just figure people who are totally fucking into it will then then get it. I don't want to be like, um, I don't know who knows maybe I'll fucking do a um, digital if you guys want me to do it like that maybe uh, after I do the vinyl thing later on I can do that I don't fucking know alright that's it that's the podcast um, enjoy the music here and then after that there'll be a bonus half hour of um, a Greatest assist Thursday afternoon just before Friday Monday morning podcast from a Thursday I don't know I think he's been doing them like Six, seven years ago. All right, that's it. I'll talk to you on Monday. What's going on? It's Bill Burr and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, January 16th, 2012, motherfucker! Sorry. What's going on? Well, 20 to the 1 twosie, bitch. Um, this is the Monday Morning Podcast. I am your host. I just woke up. I got nothing funny to say. I don't even have any goddamn nourishment in me. I just woke up because I have a do 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 do. I got out of the bed. Um, yeah, I didn't. Even, I'm I'm fucking in my bathrobe and slippers. You know, I'm I'm dressed like a, a sitcom dad in the morning. You know, how they dress him up like he never fucked his wife ever. He had the immaculate conception. That's how they had the kids. Remember they, they used to do that back in the day. Like with, like, Hugh Beaumont or Robert Young or uh, Mike Brady. Remember they slept in the separate beds? This has been covered before. You know, I'm just saying. And, yes, I do have a bathrobe. I always wanted one when I was a kid, you know. But my parents were just like, what are you, a fucking... (laughs) What are you, a fucking asshole? What kind of... What kind of a man-to-be wants a goddamn robe? And I was like, what about all the kings that wore them? And they were like, well, what about all the queens? And I was like, you know what? I can't refute that. How does that make you feel good about yourself, winning a debate with a fucking third grader? You know, I was actually thinking about this shit the other day. And I'll probably talk about this on stage someday because I think it's I think it's. F- Funny enough that I'm just not going to do it once here in the podcast. I've made that decision. See, all these jokes, you know, it's like it's like one of those guys who's next to one of those barrels and he's drinking the fucking whiskey trying to see if it's okay to give to the public, you know? Reality, just a fucking alcoholic who got his dream job. Kind of like how those pedophiles always somehow get to work at camps, you know? I think we really have to revamp that whole follow your dream. It should be follow your dream un- unless, uh, unless you're a pedophile. You know, go fo- follow your heart. You know, go right down that road unless you want to fuck a kid. Then uh, fuck your dreams. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, Bill, it's a little early in the morning for some fed- pedophile humor. Well, I don't give a fuck. I haven't even had toast yet. You know, I woke up this morning. Ooh, dude, ooh, dude, dude. And all I heard was the fucking guilt trip from you guys. Oh, where the fuck's the fucking podcast? I know. I know. I'm a little late. I'm a little late. Like you, I watched a lot of football this weekend, didn't I? Didn't I? Speaking of that, I got a nice email from a football fan. It says, from a Broncos fan, Bill, go fuck yourself. You know what he's just saying? He's just saying, you know what? I got to admit there, red face. You were actually right last week. Huh? How do you guys feel? How do you guys feel? Now, I'm not talking about Bronco fans, okay? I'm not going to single you motherfuckers out, all right? I got sympathy for you. I know what that's like to be like, here we go. We're going to win the shiny thing that I never get to touch, and somehow I'll be fulfilled for 20 minutes before I realize I really had nothing to do with it, and I hate my wife again, right? I'm not shitting on you guys. My condolences. You know, you're great fans. I don't like your new stadium, though. I like Mile High. I went to a game out there a long fucking time ago, back in 1999. Old Johnny boy had just left. He was like, I don't need this shit. I'm going to go sell some campers and RVs. Come on down to John Elway's Big Teeth and Weird Face Ford. We'll give you an F-150 or my name isn't Johnny Elway. Right? You remember those commercials? So, did I really just trash the first ballot Hall of Famer? I think I did. There's an arrogance you have when you're wearing a bathrobe. It just says, this is my fucking place. All right, give me that goddamn newspaper. Is that what it says, Bill? I don't know. It says something. making me swing my foot around for some fucking reason. I gotta get a pipe. Um fuck was I talking about? Oh yeah, I went to a Broncos game a long time ago in Mile High Stadium. Shaped like a horseshoe. The whole thing fucking made sense. It all made sense. I went to the uh, Broncos Jets. And that was the year that the, the J-E-T-S Jets Jets Jets. This was yet another year where those poor green cunt fans that they have were sitting there going, this is the year we got parcels." We got Keyshawn, we got Bill, you know, we got fucking Vinny. Oh, Testaverde, right? And what happens? First game, Vinny blows out his fucking uh, linguine of a goddamn, uh, what do you call it, is His Achilles? He goes down. Johnny E's not there for the Broncos. This is supposed to be a big game. This is supposed to be 4-0 versus 4-0 and it ended up being 0-4 versus 0-4. Keyshawn Johnson was crying because they didn't have a quarterback and there was nobody there to give him the damn ball. And uh, yeah, and I showed up, and the scalpers had tons of tickets. And I was like, How much are they? And they're like, uh, Face value. And I, did, I didn't even try to knock any more off. I was like, You know what? Not only does that sound like a good deal, I think that's legal. If you ever look on the back of a lot of those tickets, it says you, can, you can't you can sell it for any more or less than what it's worth, but you can't sell it for what it is worth. At least you could back pre-9-11, you know? Pre-9-11, you could do that shit. Um, so anyways, I'm talking about all you other motherfuckers who, ju- who just got caught up in that Tim Tebow hype. Huh? Did I get any emails from you going, you know what, Bill, I think you were right. I think you hit the nail right on the head, you know, which is the perfect expression when you're talking about a Jesus freak, right? (laughs) (laughs) Am I really going to go do this redneck tour in a couple of weeks with all these Jesus jokes? I really got to find another person to make fun of when it comes to religion. I just don't know anything else because, you know, I'm not well read. I don't know what you guys worship. What do you guys worship up there in Canada? Huh? Some sort of six-legged moose that's that's also mad and is going to come back and fucking do something to you? This is how we look at Jesus coming back, okay? There's one of him, there's seven billion of us. So I don't understand what the fuck we're so afraid of. You know? We'll just swarm them. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold them down. You don't beat them up. You just hold them down. All right, you're right. Gee, hey, stop struggling. You're right. You're right. We, we could be doing better. All right? Well, what, what are you getting so fucking mad at? I thought that was one of the deadly sins. Huh? With your wrath. Is revenge, is revenge one of the deadly sins? It should be. Anytime I try to remember the, the deadly sins, you know, I just think of Morgan Freeman standing in the rain. It's seven. What the fuck were they? Greed, gluttony, pride, sloth, envy, lust, and wrath. So revenge isn't in there? But there is that. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Why don't you stop being so selfish, Lord, and why don't you spread it around? All right, what the fuck am I talking about? I should have at least had an English muffin. You know, you guys think this being funny shit is easy? You can't do it on an empty stomach. It's like boozing on an empty stomach or fucking uh, something else on an empty stomach because my brain's not fucking awake yet. We can tell it's not awake, Bill, because now you're dropping the F-bomb where you don't even need to because my brain's not fucking awake yet. All right. Now, the worst thing you can do when you got nothing is to start heckling yourself. What you're supposed to do in show business is just put on a smile And start tap dancing and just plowing your fucking way through it. So let's get on with this shit. I told you motherfuckers last week that Tim Tebow, as of right now, is not an NFL quarterback. All right? And all you motherfucking fans were sending me emails, giving me shit, going you're not giving him any fucking credit, including Paul Versey, New Jersey's own Paul Versey, who's now moved to Albany so he considers himself a New Yorker but he's not fooling anybody you know we can smell Newark on you Paul he was another guy going yeah you know you gotta give the guy credit you gotta give the guy credit credit for what that he beat a team that totally played into his hand hey this guy's running a high school offense I have an idea let's let's give him a high school defense and all he's gotta do is beat single coverage Holy shit, he did it 10 out of 21 times. See what happens when you go when you face a real fucking team? 45 to fucking 10. Haven't said that. I think the guy's a phenomenal athlete, but I think he's a phenomenal athlete in the Jim Thorpe sense, in the Bruce Jenner sense. I think this guy is a decathlete. That's what he is. He's not quite big enough to be a quarterback. He's a little too small to be a tight end. Hey, he's a little too thick to be a fucking wide receiver, but the guy can fucking play. He's got the intangibles. He's a fucking leader. I think he's going to survive. I don't know what he's going to do. Who knows? Maybe he'll be a quarterback. All right. Not with that footwork, though. Can Can you believe the fucking arrogance of me, the way I trash these fucking professional athletes as if I ever played the game? You know what's even more amazing is you sit there and you fucking listen to it. So what's wrong with you? Like that, I'm passing the buck. Um I don't know. So what do we got next week? The Patriots got the Ravens. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. We actually play a fucking real defense. But you know something? I'm not buying into Joe Flacco. I really don't. I don't buy into that guy. I have no idea. But I gotta tell you this, there's another thing I fucking called. This is just going to be the Arrogant Podcast. Why don't you guys go back a couple of... Whatever the week it was, the Monday after the Giants lost to the Packers. Remember that? And I said it eerily looked like when the Patriots beat the Giants that year, we went 16-0. and 0. We beat the Giants the final game of the year, yet we gave up like 30-something points. And for some reason, a month later, we were like 15-point favorites in the Super Bowl. And what happened? They came back to beat us. So my prediction was that Eli Manning was going to go into Green Bay, was going to beat an undefeated Packers team, go on to win the Super Bowl, at which point there'd be his second ring, he'd be bigger than Joe Namus, and Peyton Manning would then become the second-best quarterback in that house. That was my prediction. And the only thing that didn't fucking happen was the Packers weren't fucking undefeated. So how about you assholes giving me a little bit of credit that like once one out of every 22,000 predictions I have actually comes in. That's a pretty good average, right? I don't give a shit. Am I the only guy who was weird when that guy in the 49ers bursted into tears? If you really look at Jim Harbaugh's face, you could see him. He's like, okay, here we go. Grown man, crying. I don't know what he's crying about. He scored a touchdown. Um, Did he come back from some sort of uh, horrific injury? Did did he beat like... uh, Ebola or something, because that looked like uh, the ending of, like, an after-school special. He scored the touchdown. He got up. Instead of being like, yeah, motherfucker, he's like, oh, my God, I know I could do it. All year, I was wondering when they were going to throw it to me last. You know, it's actually a great thing that he fucking cried, but you, you just, as a guy, you just have to look away. <laughs> You know, there's no crying in football. Come on. Hold it together, all right? You're supposed to get up like, yeah, this is what the fuck we do here in San Francisco. You're not supposed to get up and start crying like fucking a dead Ed McMahon showed up with one of those giant publisher's clearinghouse checks, you know? And you've been eating meals off a Foreman grill for the last fucking 90 years. You're supposed to catch the ball. You're supposed to spike it and do your little fucking give me a sneaker deal dance. That's what the fuck you're supposed to do. And if you're gonna cry, for the love of God, keep your fucking helmet on so the rest of us don't have to feel uncomfortable. Isn't that the worst? That was so uncomfortable. And then every woman in the room's like, "I think that's nice. I think what he's happy. He should." They're so full of shit. All they see is a weak man that they can manipulate. <laughs> <laughs> I could go out with some guy like that Then whenever I cut off the pussy Because he's not doing what I'm, I want him to do He's going to start crying uh, God help me if I ever meet that fucking specimen Hey, there's a prediction Which professional athlete is going to be sent a clip of this show And body slam me first That's going to be fucking ugly It's really going to be ugly It's bad enough That I have the physique of a person who's been doing comedy for the last 20 years. But what makes it even fucking worse is the pastiness of my skin. So whenever I get hit, like the bruise, you can see everywhere. When you you have no pigment, people, what I'm telling you is first it turns red. And then, uh, then it becomes a deep purple. That would be fucking hilarious. What's his name? Vernon Davis? I don't fucking know. Um... If he fucking body slammed me and then I got up and then I started crying. Except I was crying because it hurt rather than I achieved a monumental goal. Is that legal? Can anybody take out the guy manual? Is that okay to fucking cry? You know? You know what happened yesterday? Was we watching that, that fucking the end of uh what the hell was that goddamn? Who the hell was playing yesterday? Oh, the Green Green Bay Giants game. We watched the end of that game, and then immediately Nia switched over to the fucking Golden Globes. And she was as into that shit as I was into football. And I, of course, just started shitting on everybody. You know? Those stupid fucking award shows. And Ricky Gervais came out and was being cheeky. Um, Ugh. That sheepish smile he kept doing after every joke just really let me know that he still wanted to be loved by all those celebrities, and it fucking ruined it for me. Um, all right. So she was watching that shit, and some fucking guy came out. Let me get get into this. Did you see that guy who was speaking like really slowly? The guy who looked like he was from Transylvania, you know, via uh, Saudi Arabia. Did you see that guy who came up there and was just really slowly going? When I came up here, I was thinking I was going to thank blah, 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 blah. And then I thought I would thank blah, 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 blah. So we were doing all these jokes about the guy saying, You uh, <laughs> have a bomb around my waist, death to Israel. And Nia was getting really mad, you know, because she's so, she's so like, you know, don't make fun of anybody unless they're white people with no teeth. In the woods, then you can completely trash them because they're white, and every president, except for this last one, has been white, so evidently that's okay and i i don't i don't go I fucking trash I trash Cindy Poitier And his fucking attitude coming out. She actually laughed at that his dramatic pauses. None of you deserve to be here. I paved the road, and you all shot all over it. I was just doing that. Like, he just carries himself. These fucking actors. I swear to God. There's something like, that I. you know, have you ever seen a group of people more up their own ass when they sit there talking about the character? I totally respect acting. I think it's the shit. But, like, they put athletes to shame. You know? They're basically, you know, like when an athlete comes on TV, you know, and they're just like, uh, hey, Joe Blow, uh, what happened out there today? Well, you know, Joe Blow, when Joe Blow gets the ball, Joe Blow puts it in the end zone because that's what Joe Blow needs to do. And Joe Blow needs more fucking touches, right? Just sits there and you're talking to the fucking third person. They basically do that, but with an accent. And everybody all of a sudden sounds like they're English royalty, the second you do shakespeare they're like fucking madonna madonna is some skank from right outside of detroit and she walks around like she's been knighted you know like she came out of one of those fucking inbred vaginas that sits in that castle over there in england you know do you realize how fucking the overlap in, in that family tree the royalty cuz they can't be they can't even be bothered with breeding with anybody worth less than $12 billion. You know what I mean? That's when you're just sitting at the end, either end of a long fucking like a 50-yard dining room table, and then like, well, sis, I guess it's just you and me. Time to have a little prince. Right? That's why I can't, like, I, I love movies and that type of shit, but I can't sit there and listen to those fucking people uh, I, I just can't listen to them when they get up there and they're like, you know, the crew and I want to thank all these, f- shut the, f- just grab your shiny thing. This is one thing I got to tell you though. Those fucking, uh, you got to admit, every year the plastic surgery gets a little bit better. You know, for as much as you might not like celebrities, um, those people have been putting their faces on the line for the last fucking 40 years. And it's getting to the point they almost have it down. They still look weird. Those like those chicks in their 50s now who don't have any wrinkles in their face, they still look weird. You know what I mean? It's like when somebody has an old car and rather than, you know, doing a body off rest- restoration on it, they just kind of, you know, They put some Bondo on it and they fucking give it a nice shiny coat of paint. That's what their faces look like with that Botox right now. Can't see the dents. You can't see the dings. You can't see any of that shit. And they got a nice shiny lacquer. You know, three coats of fucking Botox right across the forehead. I wonder if they still have like that old person smell. Wouldn't that be weird? If you're looking at them, they look like they're in their 20s. Um... Uh, there was a lot of hotties there last night. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I gotta tell you something. Angelina Jolie, Jesus Christ, did she put on weight or, or what? What a goddamn fatty she was, huh? Oh Jesus! <clears throat> and you know what's funny is they, oh my God, Angelina, you look so beautiful tonight. Look at those collarbones. What do you do? How do you develop those collarbones? How do you make those so pronounced? Well, every day I eat a cornflake. Um, am I really sitting here talking about an award show? I am. That's what the fuck I did yesterday. I sat there and I watched that shit. Um, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's, oh, hey, this is actually sort of an official podcast now. I actually have some advertisers. Um, for instance, Amazon.com, everybody. Do you guys buy stuff off of Amazon.com? Sure, we all do. Well, this is what you do. If you want to, if this is the thing, if, if, if you want to donate to the podcast, like I've been saying for weeks now, all you do, just rather than going to Amazon.com, if you just go to BillBird.com, right? I'm doing it right now. You go to BillBird.com, you click on the podcast, bam, just like that, and then right there under the iTunes is Amazon.com. You click on that, you buy whatever the hell you were going to buy anyways. And they give me a little kickback for driving traffic to Amazon.com. I take that kickback. Do I stick it in my pocket and drink some booze? Of course I do. But 10% of it, I kick over to the uh, Wounded Warriors project. So there you go. And you don't have to do anything else. You don't have to click on some other thing on Amazon.com. You just go there and buy that thing that you probably don't need if you really sit there and think about it. Amazon.com, everybody. <laughs> Now, seriously, a lot of you guys have been doing it, and I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, because eventually I'm going to be too old to stand up and do stand-up comedy, at which point I'll start sitting down, and it'll get sad. And then each show will just be me and eight of my hardcore fans in that town, and you're going to be there, and I'm going to make you feel old, I'm going to be old, and the whole thing, it's just going to get ugly, all right? It's going to be like seeing your favorite band 30 years after you fucking graduated. You know, they got back together, man. And you go down there, right? And they come fucking limping out. And for the first song and a half, they try to recapture their youth before they just finally say, you know what? We're just going to come out here and and croon, shout at the devil. How about that? Shout at the devil. He's the wolf. Something in the night, ladies, he's a blood stain on the stage. <clears throat> so anyways, just go to Amazon.com. And also, everybody, uh, anybody check out the uh, new Napoleon Dynamite show last night? Come on, I know you did. Yeah, last night was the uh, two-episode premiere, and uh, I guess it did great in the ratings, and uh, just keep watching it. What's it on? Fox at 8.30. And uh, (laughs) there you go. That was fucking horrific. You know what it was? Was I had to sit here and I had to hit pause to figure out their damn TV schedule. I'm looking at Fox's... uh, They say it's not going to be on again until January 29th. Napoleon gets his own dream job as a Liger. I just love the fact because I love cartoons, and I just love that they got the original cast back. I think that's awesome. You know, there's nothing worse than when they try and get like you know somebody who just sounds like the guy. You know, it's like all those Sinatra impersonators out there, and the whole time you're just like, wow, this guy almost sounds like the guy who would have sold out Madison Square Garden, but instead we're at we're at an Olive Garden, right? Oh, jeez. You know what I'm going to do next week? I'm going to make sure I have a fucking English muffin before I try this crap. All right? Please, watch Napoleon Dynamite on Fox, 830, every goddamn week. They got the original cast. I don't know what more you want. What are you going to do, huh? Are you going to watch The Real Housewives? How old are they at this point? Um, Hey, have you guys seen that new fucking movie Nia was showing me, that movie about that whale, those whales trapped under the ice? And Drew Barrymore has like a fucking romantic moment where she sort of cocks her head to the side under the water like, oh, I think that whale's communicating with me. That, my friends, is a high-grade piece of shit. All right? That's the kind of movie that should have not even gone – you know what? That one should go direct to the video stores because they don't fucking exist anymore. You know what I'm doing right now? I am burning every fucking possible bridge that I could even have in this business because you know why? I'm hungry. I got my bathrobe on and I'm feeling entitled. Oh, he's dangerous. He doesn't give a fuck. Um, All right, let's get back to the goddamn podcast. All right, state of the country. Hello, Bill. You've been traveling around the U.S. a lot in the last decade or two. And since your profession is basically to observe the world around you... I would like to ask you a question. What changes have you seen in the U.S.? Uh, I don't travel much, so I would like your opinion. Is our country crumbling beneath us? Are the potholes bigger in Texas than in California? Do people in the red states have Colt 45 strapped to their waist? Is our population getting dumber and fatter? What is the biggest change you've noticed since you started on the road? Um, I would say uh, technology. Two biggest things, the the, uh, technology and uh, 9-11. Those are the things that that changed my world the most. You know, when I started, people, I guess the Internet existed. You know what I mean? The way oil existed in the fucking ground when we were cavemen, but nobody decided to drill it because uh, there wasn't any cars yet. You know, no one was on the fucking Internet. All right, so... I don't know. Nobody had cell phones. Nobody had video camera. They had that shit, but it was gigantic. So I'm just talking about me as a fucking performer, like standing on stage now, the amount of people texting or trying to record the show or just not paying attention, looking at their smartphones while their faces light up. That has changed. The ability for someone to email directly somebody that they saw on stage and fucking trash them. Um... I would say, like, th- that that's probably the biggest change I've seen. And, yes, I did make it all about me. As far as uh, the potholes and that type of stuff and people getting fatter. Um, have they gotten fatter? I don't know. You know, they were always kind of fat. And I just think that there's just stories that they like talking about. Like, when I started out, everybody was going to get AIDS. Nobody was safe. Everybody had to get tested. It was the end of the fucking world. The CIA created it, and we were all going to die. And now if you go in as a straight guy, they'll be like, are you, heterosexual? are you heterosexual? Do you shoot drugs? All right, I'll test you for it. But I'm telling you, you got to gotta fuck like Magic Johnson to get the shit if you're in that category. You know, I'm not saying you shouldn't wear a condom because everything else seems to eat through it, right? That's no, That's disgusting. That's actually a good question. What have I seen that has changed? I'll tell you, in the sporting world, everybody uh, went from the old school stadiums that only sports fans would want to go to because there was very few luxury boxes and that type of shit. And all you could get was beer, hot dogs, peanuts, and regular stuff. And um, now that there are all these these, these fancy-ass fucking stadiums, that has changed. Baseball stadiums. Baseball stadiums used to be just when I started out were dumps and I went to every one of them County Stadium Old Tiger Stadium Shea Stadium Old Yankee Stadium where the fuck else did I go? Wrigley Field the King Dome, the Astrodome I went to the fucking Royals before they fixed it up some of them were nice Bush Stadium I went to I went to pretty much every one that they knocked down, Veterans Stadium, Three Rivers Stadium. I went to all those, and they were fucking dumps. But I loved them because I grew up watching games there, watching this weekend baseball. Bump, 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 ba ba ba. And that show was the shit, by the way, because you didn't have a twenty-four hour sports station. So once a week you got to watch the highlights from around the league. <clears throat> I mean, you missed everything. You fucking missed everything You used to open the sports page And you had to squint To find out what the fuck happened in On any other sports team Besides your own Unless it was the playoffs Then then, then obviously They would cover it And then they had the game of the week So I would say Like the biggest thing That has changed Is uh, Yeah technology And then 9-11 You do anything Like There's such cunts On the airline right now Because all they have to do Is just bring up 9-11 You know, that's their version of just screaming rape, you know, and then the bouncer comes over and just fucking kicks the shit out of you. Hey, can I get a pillow, please? Uh, We don't have any pillows. Why not? Sir, why are you being hostile? Ma'am, why are you a cunt? What does that have to do with terrorism? I'm asking for a fucking pillow. Sorry. Sorry. So I would say that that's changed the most. Other than yeah, yeah, it's just shit that you realize that yeah, the, the the dollar. Um, I you know another thing that's really changed. I don't know what the fuck people do for jobs anymore. When I started as a comedian, it was like what well, I'm in construction. I'm a dentist. I'm like it was tangible shit. I work in a warehouse. I drive a truck, and now everybody's got those those fucking uh, computer jobs. I don't even know what they do. I work at a company, we make this. Do you make it here? No. They make it over in Thailand, and I'm some sort of go-between that sits in a cubicle with uh, reams of paper every day, and I play Angry Birds whenever my my dad, whenever my boss isn't looking. I would say that that's kind of changed. You know, but as far as the potholes, I haven't really noticed that. It still looks the same. I'll tell you what is concerning to me is they have a giant fountain out here in L.A. and this year they didn't put they didn't light it up for Christmas. You know, everybody has like that one little touristy attraction thing that you have, and uh, they always light it up during Christmas, right? They didn't do that out here in L.A. and I find that really disturbing, and it uh, made me want to get a gun, and uh, which I am going to do, despite. Nia's, uh, I don't know. She kind of like respects the fact that I I want a gun, you know? It's weird. She's a typical human being, human being, typical broad, you know? She wants me, she like tries all the time to mold me into her best girlfriend. And then when I fight her on it, she like fucking respects me, but is still fucking annoyed. So like she's always going to be mad at me. You just can't fucking win, you know, unless you just give in to the fact that you're going to argue. And uh, it's you know what it is surviving in a fucking relationship. It's like World Series of Poker when you don't really have a good hand, but you just bluff that you do. You just bluff that you have a better hand than your partner. And you're like, go ahead. Walk away. Try and find someone else. You know, that's basically what you have to do every four days. You know, well, go ahead, go ahead, get the fuck out then. You don't like it. Over anything. I thought I told you to sweep up the floor. Well, then get the fuck out if you don't like it. Who bought the broom? Who bought the broom? I don't care how much it costs. Who bought it? Right? You got to do that every couple of days. I've actually gotten much better at that shit. You know what it is? We we moved into a little old house out here and... uh, I realize what a stereotypical guy I am. I bitched at first when Nia took the best room for her little fucking, uh her little space. You know, when I got banished out into the garage. You know, just like my fucking bit that I was doing. But I got to tell you something. I fucking love the goddamn garage. You know, this weekend, you know what I did? During playoff football, I went out there during halftime to do my quick little Billy Redface fucking workout. You know, I bought this, uh, <laughs> I bought this uh, this chin-up dip station, stand-alone thing, you know? Did I go out and buy the top of the line? Fuck, no, I didn't. I bought the $139 one, and I got to tell you, it's the shit. Sure, it rocks a little bit because my garage floor isn't level. I'll tell you what's fucking unreal is I got that thing, all right? It weighed like 9,000 pounds. So I dragged this thing downstairs to the garage, and uh, I fucking... You know, I'm not the handiest of uh, people here. I didn't grow up doing that shit. You know, I had like one crescent wrench and a screwdriver. And other than that, I had a bunch of wooden sticks that I pretended were guns. And I played cowboy and Indians way longer than was socially acceptable. That's what I did. All right. So I get this fucking thing. And I try not to lose my shit when I'm putting something together. I saw this thing and right off the bat, I'm like, this thing's going to be a motherfucker to put together. All right? So the first thing I do is I lay out everything. I don't do what I usually do, is I just start putting the thing together and then get upset when I screw two things together that, that you know, one thing from step one and one thing from step nine. So I lay all this shit out, you know? Spend a fucking 15 minutes making sure I have every goddamn screw and everything and the numbers aren't adding up. Okay? So I get it to basically to the point where 80% of it makes sense to me, and I start building this motherfucker at about 9 o'clock at night. All right? I didn't finish. By the time I came upstairs, granted, I cleaned up afterwards. It was 1.08 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! But every I put every fucking screw in the way it was supposed to go. If you watched a fast video of me putting this thing together, you would see me go... You know, halfway through step one, take it apart again, all the way through step one, halfway through step two, back down to step one, all the way to step five, back to step two. I just, I was getting to the point, I'm like, you know, I had a 50-50 chance of putting that fucking thing on the correct way. You know, right side up. Because you know that thing when when you go to lift your knees up to your chest, they got that pad right behind you. So the thing is angled back. 45 degree angle backwards, and I had it, I had the fucking thing upside down, where now it was like going away from your body rather than up against it, you know, or into your body, I should say, and I I had already gone through like another, it was one of those things where you needed two crescent wrenches and all that type of shit, but I gotta tell you something, I fucking finished that, and I was only, used up all the screws, I only had two pieces left over, and for the fucking life of me, I can't figure out where they went. There's some sort of like these – they look like door hinges. So I know they're supposed to – the top half and the bottom half, they're supposed to reinforce it. But for the life of me, I don't know where the fuck they went because these directions sucked. I know you think I'm blaming the directions, but I'm telling you, they had a typo on page two where they said, use screw number 18. That's what the picture said, and then in in the words underneath it said number 19. So what the fuck was I supposed to do? Go fuck yourself. So anyways – I've been fixing up – I don't know what the hell I'm talking about now. I've been fixing up my goddamn garage, and I love it out there. I swear to God, I am going to put a steel door on my garage that only I have a key to, and and I'm just going to – you know, whenever Nia pisses me off, I'm just going to go downstairs to the garage. She can have the rest of the fucking house, right? Is there any problem in that? I don't don't think there is. Um, So anyway, so I've been telling her I want to get a gun. I want to get – I just want to have one, you know? Just fucking walk around in my robe with that thing tucked right into my fucking... <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, God damn it. What the fuck do you call it? What, 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 terry cloth belt? What the fuck is a bathrobe made out of? All right. You know what? I guarantee you this is going to be the worst podcast of 2012. I'm, just, I'm never going to fucking do one on an empty stomach anyways. I mean, where are my references? I don't even know where the fuck they are. God damn. I'm like, it's so early in the morning out here my back is still out. That's how old I am. I have to wake up. I got to stretch out my fucking Achilles tendons and I have to stretch my back. Or when I go into the bathroom and I fucking brush my teeth, if I'm even slightly bent towards the sink, my back goes out. Can you fucking believe that? And I've told jokes for the last 20 years. All right, let's go to the advice. Maybe, maybe there's some funny over here. Um, advice. Dear Bill, when I was a young man and in high school, my parents would never allow me to be in my bedroom with a young lady whose parents, uh, unless the door remained open. Yeah, because they didn't want you to fuck her. Um, however, I had some lady friends whose parents would allow us to be in a bedroom with the door closed. And for me, door closed equals that young lady is, is getting pounded out. Parentheses made love to. Yeah, that's kind of weird, huh? Uh, that's because women are masters of manipulation. Guys are like, why can't I have the door closed? I'm trying to fuck her. Right? That's what we do. But women are just like, um, just listen. This is I'm trying to have some me time. I just need the door closed. We're just. I see. I don't even know what the fuck they would say. I don't even know how to talk my way into that. Um, anyway, so now I'm getting older. I was wondering what kind of a father I would be. Door closed or door open. And I have to say, if I have a daughter, there would be no way I would have her in there with some young fella. And my reason would be that I don't want anybody sticking their dick at my daughter under my roof and possibly getting her pregnant. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Total logic. Uh, And then he said, but what if your daughter was gay? Would you have the same rules about the bedroom door? Um... There's no threat of pregnancy and you're no longer protecting daddy's little girl from the big bad wolf. Now think about the same situation if it were your gay son. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, Let's see. Well, first of all, you're giving me credit that I would realize that my son or daughter was already gay. You know? So let's say I realized that. Um, it all depended on how I handled my son or daughter being gay you know which is I'd like to think I could handle it I don't know I think that that would still be in a job I'm being totally honest I would still have to adjust to that just being totally fucking honest because I don't have any problem with gay people at all but I'm not gonna lie to you that, w- that would have to be like okay alright come on Bill be fucking mature about this you know I'm not mature enough I'd have to deal with that. So would I leave the door closed? Ah, I would have a double standard. If it was a couple of ladies, it wouldn't bug me. But if it was guys, I'd be like, hey, guys, can you leave the fucking door open, okay? I, you can hold hands, but for, for, for me, for me, could you just do it for your dad, all right? Can we just delay this for a minute and just let me wrap my fucking head around this, all right? I've already given up on the fact that, that you're going to fucking follow in my footsteps. Now I have to deal with this. All right, and that's totally fucking honest, and I'm sure people are gonna be like, that's fucking homophobic, which I love, which I love. You know, being honest is fucking homophobic. You know, when I just fucking said what most people would actually probably do, it's a fuck, it's an adjustment. Anytime, it's just like any, anytime your kid, you, you know, your daughter comes home, she shaved half her fucking head. All right, and, you, and she dyed the other side blue, you're gonna be like, dude, you're gonna be like, what the fuck did you do? You stepped outside than everybody else. You're going to freak out a little bit rather than looking at it like, you know what? That takes a lot of balls. That's actually, you really don't give a fuck what other people think. That's a very strong thing to do at that age. I didn't have the balls to do that. This, actually, this exercise will help you become a better person. You know, you got to go through the freak out first. I'm just being, I'm being honest. You know, Nia wouldn't give a shit, you know which is why I'm with her. She balances me out. So go fuck yourselves. I don't need a lecture. All right, you cunts. All right. (laughs) All right, number two, Bill. Uh, I've had this girl who's been a friend since pre-kindergarten, who I I have had a crush on since then. I have asked her out, I think, since middle school. Uh, Now we're freshmen in college, and each time she has turned me down. You know what? I'm still thinking about that other one. All right, let's say I had three kids, and two of them were clearly straight, and one of them was gay. That'd be a lot easier. I'd be like, all right, fuck it. You know? And this isn't homophobic. This all has to do with me and my own insecurities. You know? Because every guy, you're going to start off, you want your kid to be quarterback of the fucking football team, and then all of a sudden, the dude's RuPaul. And on your mom's clothes. I mean, there's going to be a moment. You're going to be like, fuck, before you deal with it. You're like, you know what? That's my son. I love him no matter what. That's where I would end up. He's my son. I love him no matter what. But I would I would have to adjust. You know? Aren't I allowed that? Am I allowed an adjustment? Well, why do you have to adjust? I don't fucking, because I do. Look, I don't even like people touching me. Okay, I got a lot of things I have to adjust on. You know, I was down the comedy store last night, and Bobby Lee, whenever he talks to me, he always fucking touches me because he knows I can't can't fucking stand it. But Bobby is just small enough where you you can't get mad at him. Like he knows you're not going to do anything to him. So that's what he does. And the more uncomfortable you get, the more effeminately he'll touch your shoulder and he just laughs his ass off at you, all Right? So I, oh, fuck you, I got issues. All right, but my heart's open, so go fuck yourselves. All right, number two. Bill, I've had a crush. Uh, I've had this girl I've been friends with since pre-kindergarten who I've had a crush on since then. I have asked her out, I think, some, uh, think since middle school. Now we're freshmen in college, and each time she has turned me down. So... I have been cool with it until a couple of months ago, a uh, month ago, when she starts dating my best friend. Oh, Jesus. There's a nice fucking kick to you. Uh This caught me off guard, but after some time, their relationship falls apart. I asked my best friend if it was cool if I try my hand at dating her. He was cool with it, so we start hanging out, going to the movies, out to eat, cuddling at her place. Dude, this is brutal. So what if you fall in love with this and then your best friend's already banged her? You know? Then you got to deal with that. Uh, Anyways, so during this time, I would ask her out and she always had an excuse. Her dad was racist. Not a good time in her life. (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude, talk about the opposite, the entire spectrum of excuses. My dad's racist. This just isn't a good time in my life. Um, uh, my mom thinks you people should be eliminated from the planet. I got my period. Good Lord. Um, anyways, about three weeks ago, she springs a fucking surprise on me. She tells me that she started, she starting dating an older guy as we were snuggling up on the couch. And she wants me to meet him. All right. You know what? I don't know how many more fucking red flags you need that this girl is out of her fucking mind. She's all over the place, and you're sitting there coming up with your heart right on one of those silver fucking trays. You're standing there dressed like a, like the goddamn butler in Batman. Just lining yourself up for this. Anyway, she goes, The guy looked like Brian Posehn, and Artie Lang had a love child. Two of the funniest fucking guys I know, by the way. Okay? I'm not trashing either one of them. I'm just reading this fucking email. Uh, but here's the problem. She still flirts with me and invites me over to her house, and we cuddle, go to the movies, all that. So does she want me, or she's just, or is she just fucking with me? Uh, dude, now I know all of that was in your head, and then you wrote it. All right, but now that you've heard me read it out loud, don't you already have your answer? All right, and I'm not judging you because I've been that age. I've been that fucking age, all right, where you're just sitting there. You're so into somebody that you're just, you know, and then you go through the bullshit. You get your heart stomped on, and it takes a good two, three fucking years later before you look back on it and go, "I am what? I I almost I, in a weird way, deserved that. I was so fucking stupid." You know, I mean, what you're doing with your heart is the equivalent of going up, going to the zoo and walking up to like the polar bear, you know, encasement and just jumping into the water. And as the polar bear is going to the water, you're like, am I crazy or is that thing going to maul me to death? Um, yeah, this girl's out of her mind. She's out of her mind and she's not going to fuck you because you're sitting there cuddling with her. The more you're cuddling with her, with her, all you're doing is, is you're build every day. You're, you're adding another row of bricks between you and her pussy. Okay, so what you got to do is just leave this girl alone. OK. And if she ever comes back into your life, there's got to be enough time. And then just go into the two minute offense. All right. No huddle. Hurry up offense. And then maybe you can bang her. All right. That's it. all right. See, look at this. I already feel bad about saying that that whole thing about having a gay kid. See that? That's all it took. It just took 10 minutes. 10 minutes. All right. This is the deal. If I had a gay kid, it wouldn't it, I'd I'd be able to get past it. It wouldn't bug me. But you can't close the door if you guys, if you women, have at it. I have a double standard. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> all right, son. You can be gay, but you got to be on top. That's it. All right? Because you're carrying my family name. That's why. You can't be a bottom until you move out of this house. All right? That's it. Um, all right. Number, where the fuck am I? Number three. All right, dear Bill, last year I broke up with my girlfriend of two years. She was always kind of a basket case, uh, but nothing ever too severe. Towards the end of the relationship, she began to treat me like shit, especially when she was drunk in public. Yeah, because she wanted to break up with you and didn't know how. That's probably why. Uh, Finally, I called it quits. However, being the horny, lazy 21-year-old I am, let me guess, you ran right back to the hornet's nest, didn't you? Um, I decided to keep hooking up with her for several months. Everything but sex. Ah, Jesus. Yeah, she's slowly tearing the Band-Aid off. Um, this seemingly worked out because we shared a group of friends and everything seemed fine. Yes, I know. I was an idiot. All right, I'm going to guess where this is going to go. Um, one night she starts making out with, like, your best friend. That's what I'm guessing. All right, eventually I start telling her that I was going to try and see other girls and that we should stop. But when it didn't work out with them, I went back to getting with her. Yeah, dude, you're fucking lazy. What are you doing? So finally after months of this shit, I told her that enough was enough. It was at this point that she confessed to me she had been with a very good friend of mine. Bang. Several times. Now I know what you guys are thinking. He reads this shit before. No, I didn't. I swear to God. All right. I already called the Giants beating the fucking Packers a month ago. I don't need to be right about this. All right. This is all out of experience. Oh, you fucking cunt. Here we go. With a very good friend of mine several times, both before and after. Oh, before and after our breakup. Now, why did she confess that to you? You know what it is? They're such fucking cunts. She kept you around as, you know, she was getting over you. And now you pulled the ripcord first, which is what she wanted to do. So now what she's trying to do is she's trying to hurt you. So she has to tell you that. There's such cunts. You know something? I wouldn't even know if I broke up with Nia how to somehow insert myself into her friendship with her best friends to fucking ruin that. Anyways... When I asked her questions, she said she made out with him several times and they had a, had a couple of job slash fingering escapades. At this point, I was fucking furious, but I kept my cool. That's good, man. Don't give her that satisfaction. I showed up unannounced at his place the next day and asked him if it was true. He told me that she was lying and that they had only drunkenly made out once after the breakup. I went back and forth between the two of them until finally he fessed up and confirmed that her story was true. I haven't spoken to him since around August, and since then I have ceased contact with the ex-girlfriend and have a new uh, 10 times better girlfriend in my life. More sex, nicer, non-psycho. Good for you. The other day, the guy texted me. With this, I was wondering if I could take you to coffee or something soon. I want to apologize in person. If not, I understand. To which I replied, I'll be in touch. This guy was a dear friend of mine, and since I found out about the cheating, he has respectfully kept his distance, despite the fact that he used to be at my place all the time and still hangs out with my roommates. In addition, in the next few months, we'll be working together on a project for school, and there's nothing I can do to change that. What should I do here? I'm not really a grudge holding kind of guy, but this motherfucker was screwing around with my girl one minute, then hanging out with me the next. In addition, the girl, the girl said that the reason she started acting so mean towards me, uh, so mean to me towards the end of the relationship, was because of the guilt she had regarding the cheating. Fucking broads, he writes. Uh, and the guy tried to weasel his way out of it when I confronted him with the truth. Uh, it's the worst I've ever been betrayed by a friend. I don't know if I could stomach having this guy hanging out with my roommates in my house, knowing what he did. But some say forgiveness is better than staying angry. I don't want to look like a bitch that can be walked over. What should I do? Um, all right. The vindictive side of me says go back and become best friends with this guy and then run into your ex-girlfriend and fucking laugh at her as you compare notes about what's the best way to finger her. All right? Which is stupid. This is what you should do. Meet the guy for coffee. You know? He says he's sorry. Say, hey, don't worry about it. And when he says, hey, can we be friends again? Be like, no. (laughs) No, we can't. I totally forgive you. God bless you. Good luck in life. I look forward to working with you on this project. But no, we can't be friends. You know, you're a goddamn fox in the fucking henhouse. I'm going to let you back in the henhouse. Go fuck yourself. I got a new girlfriend. She's 10 times better looking. You know, you did me a favor. Good luck. But you know what, dude? I know you feel bad about what you did. But at the end of the day, you're a guy who will try and fuck your best friend's girlfriend. I don't want a friend like that in my life. Okay. But you don't have to feel awkward around me. I'll see you in the fucking bars. We'll fist bump and all that shit. I'll have a beer with you, but no. That's it. And there you go. And that's your keys to happiness right there. You got to cut people out. Fuck that guy. If that guy was in the mob, what he did, he would get whacked. Okay? So what you're doing is you're not in the mob. You're, you're going to whack this guy in a way that you're not in the mob, which is you're just like, oh, my God, I'm like so not talking to you. That's what people <laughs> who aren't in the mob. That's what you got to do. Fuck him. Fuck that guy. You know, I know he's young and fucking immature. They I mean, may be 10 years down the fucking road when he's married and miserable or whatever. Who knows? But, dude, you don't, you don't need shit like that. This is your life. Right now, you're trying to find the right fucking woman you're going to spend the rest of your life with, and then you got to put together your fucking untouchables, your, your group of friends. You want to have friends that you know that if you were away and you said, hey, look after my girl, he, the, the guy wouldn't try and fuck her. That's a very hard find. That's a very hard friend to find, and that guy isn't. He, he flunked the test, the lock the door test. Don't, don't figure my girlfriend when I'm not around test. He flunked it. You're fucking dead to me. But yeah, forgive the guy, so you don't carry this anger around. That—that's what I would do. But don't let that guy back in. You know, he did it once. He's gonna do. He's gonna do it again. Right? Frog and the scorpion. Can't help it. It's who I am. All right. Hey, Bill. I'm Alex, and I never thought I'd be the. Uh, I never thought I'd be the guy with the high school sweetheart. Here I sit though having only fucked three women over the past 21 years and feeling pretty decent about it. Uh, I started off... I start, Wait, let me read that again. I'm Alex, and I never thought I'd be the guy with the high school sweetheart. Here I sit, though, having only fucked three women over the past 21 years and feeling pretty decent about it. I got to admit, dude, you know, you saved yourself a lot of pain. Missed out on a lot of fun, though. Anyways, I started dating... Biff? I guess he's given a fake name. When I was 18 and ended up taking her virginity. Three years later, we are still fucking. Oh, over 21 years. You just mean you're 21 years old. I thought 21 years since you started fucking. Oh, all right. Only fucked three women over the last 21 years. That was really worded in a weird way. Were you supposed to get pussy when you were five? You're doing all right. You're a little behind, but you know, you're not going to get sent down to the minors. If you have one of those who's a relationship, you don't cheat. That's a good thing. All right. Three years later, we are still fucking and it's all very dope. But I worry about the amount of dicks she has experienced. I mean, I'm sure we'll be broken up and hating each other at some point in the near future. But what if this awesome relationship continues until my pubes are withered and I can't get it up? Basically, we're in college. I think we should both be having more moments that fill us with self-loathing. Am I keeping her from a healthy number of big minority cocks jammed in her hole? Where the hell did that come from? Uh, Should I just be happy that this girl is willing to fuck me on a regular basis? I don't know, Bill. Any advice would be appreciated. Appreciate it. Alex, stop putting the fact that you want to fuck other people on your girlfriend. That's what I think you're doing. Either that or you're unbelievably insecure about the size of your own dick and that she wants to go bang somebody else. I have no idea. You got to figure out what it is. All right. If you want to go bang a bunch of other women, uh, you got to let this one go. You got to let this one go. All right. If you're fucking insecure about something else, um, you're just going to mind fuck yourself right out of this relationship. All right. If she's going to break up with you, let her make that decision. Don't don't make it for her by being an overbearing psychopath. That's what I would say. All right. So there you go. Good luck to you. All right. Overrated, underrated. Um, underrated. Underrated. Not biting the hand that feeds you. Uh, don't fuck the the girl who works at Subway and then not call her back when her store location is closest to your job. <laughs> Now, you got to drive 15 minutes out of your way to get lunch just because you didn't like the way her vagina looked. Ah, dude, you know what? This is what you do go back to that subway. Just come in there with a big smile on your face. Look, just because some girl fucked you doesn't mean you owe her a phone call. Afterwards, you don't. All you're doing is giving her false hope. You rip the band aid off. All I wanted to do was bang you. That's what we did, and that's it. All right. I don't understand why you have to like let them down easily. You know, I love. I just. I just love how women act like sex doesn't feel good for them too. You know, I let you have sex with me. No, you had sex with me. Feels good to both of us. I made you feel good. You made me feel good. All right. Why do you still got to get some more? I, I just don't fucking understand that. Well, it's all how you play it off. Look, you should have gone in there. Now it's it's going to be a little weird because you haven't been in there for a while. But what you should have done, you got what you got to do, you're banging the night before. All right? And the very next day, you walk in there. Big smile. Hey, how you doing? Let me get a fucking something on a something with a something. And let me get some lettuce and tomato. You know? What are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm hanging out with the guys. We're gonna watch, gonna watch a game. What are you doing? Oh, blah blah. That's cool. See, do you wanna like hang out again sometime? I don't know. Hey, I had a good time. You know, it was just whatever. Just be like, look. You know, I'm in this point in my life. You know, I'm not looking for a girlfriend. And they'll try to be fucking douchey to you, but you just go. Look, I'm just being honest with you. You know, I don't want to hurt you. I had a great time with you last night. I had a great time. You know, I'm not one of these guys who walks around town saying anything. We had a fun time. You just leave. How do you get mad at that? You know, stop acting like I raped you. (laughs) No, that's shit that I wish I knew when I was younger. That how much women appreciate that sort of honesty. You know, anytime you're on a fucking date and they do it. Where is this going? Nowhere. I'm just having a good time. You know, just have a good time with me. All right? This is not going to develop into a relationship. That's what I feel right now. I just feel this isn't going to develop into a relationship, but I'm really physically attracted to you. All right? And I'm telling you, you can open the door to them starting to think, well, here's a guy that I can do all this nasty shit that I want to try, but I'm worried that I'm going to be judged if this guy actually has, now he doesn't have feelings for me. This is There you go. Right there. Treat me like the fuck stick that I am. <laughs> what The fuck is wrong with me? All right, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. Um, hey, let let me uh, let me. I'm I'm back out on the road. My my little vacation is over, and I'm tell you right now, my stand up vacation is over, and it couldn't fucking happen soon enough. Because uh, as you notice, this podcast, you know, it's starting to taper off. Haven't been on stage. You know, this is the calm before the storm. Now I got a whole bunch of dates coming up, and I wanted to. Uh, You know, I just want to chill out before I fucking build up right before I do my special. And by the way, tickets are on sale for my next uh, stand-up special. If you guys wanted to go to uh, a taping of one of my specials, uh, I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. at the Lincoln Theater on March 3rd. Uh, If you go to BillBird.com, click on Shows. It's the last one we have listed down there. If you can't make it to that one, I got a whole bunch of other things. This weekend around the country. I'm going to be at the House of Blues in Houston, Texas on January 20th, January 21st. First, I'll be at the Paramount Theater in Austin, Texas. And then I do my redneck tour, motherfuckers. All right? February 7th. I'm going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. How funny is this? I just realized it's Black History Month, and I'm doing the redneck tour. These fucking people are going to be extra angry and drunk. Why do they get a whole month? Fuck you, you freckle face fucker. Um, Comedy Zone, Charlotte, North Carolina, February 7th. Big shout-out to Ric Flair, Charlotte, North Carolina. If you're there, please come out. Funniest motherfucker ever. Best guy I ever saw on the mic. Uh, February 8th, the Star Dome Comedy Club in uh, Alabama. And then I'm going to be at the Buckhead Theater in Hotlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. And... Uh, then I got some gigs in New Jersey. I'm doing the Fox Theater in Connecticut, Westbury, New York. A lot of East Coast shit. That's what I got going on. So please come on out to a show. I got my new DVD with me preparing to make my next DVD. Oh, my God. You know what I forgot to tell you guys? This is a lot, I'll tell you a story. This is the last thing I'm going to tell you. I did, uh, you know, I've been playing pickup hockey, you know, once a week out here in California. And uh, it's been fucking great. I finally bought a new pair of skates, you know, fucking phenomenal. Told you, my last pair I bought, 1985 Bauer Panthers, and then I bought a new pair of Bowers, what's that, 27 years fucking later? I feel like I'm out there skating in my socks. It's like I'm wearing slippers. It's unbelievable. So anyways, one of the guys, long story, one of the guys knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who fucking works for the L.A. Kings. Don't ask me how, but we got to play a pickup game at the Staples Center. Are you jealous? Well, you should be. Dude, it was like skating on the fucking moon. It's the only way to describe it. It was as smooth as fucking ice. It was like they had a gravity knob and they turned it down a good like 15 fucking percent. I mean, I suck, but I saw guys who were unbelievable stick handling, and they got out on, on that ice, and the puck was was sliding so smoothly they had, they even had to adjust to that. Did I score a goal? No, I didn't. I didn't. They even were blowing the fucking horn when you scored. They had refs. It was fucking awesome. It was awesome, and I actually made one play on defense, and the goalie said, "Nice play, defense," and it filled me up like I was a fucking eight year old. I swear to God, I'm still mentally a child. Um, It was fucking awesome. One of the greatest things I ever got to do. So so anyways, people, this is the life you can lead. If you don't get married and you don't have kids, I'm telling you, you can do shit like that. (laughs) I'm just fucking with you. You know what? You can do all of that. You can do all of it. You can have it all. You know? You can fucking have it all. You can bang the chick at Subway, and you can come in there the next day and get a goddamn Italian BMT, whatever the fuck they call it, and you don't have to bang her again, and you can be fucking cool if you just walk in there and you just be cool. Hey, I had a great fucking time. All right? Not too much mayo on that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's the podcast for this week. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, NFL predictions next week. Ah, Patriots Ravens. Ah, Jesus. I have no fucking idea. I think I'm hoping the Patriots are going to win ugly. And by win ugly, I mean we're going to score a hard 23 points and we're going to win like 23-21 nail biter right down to the fucking end. Uh our defense really has to fucking step it up and I'm hoping that Ed Reed I never wish injury on anybody, but I was when he came down awkwardly in the end zone, I definitely was not upset. Um, I didn't wish it on him. I was excited. Good. Maybe he'll be a little slower because they—they they, the fucking Ravens are no joke. They're just no joke. And I love how little amount of time they've been in this league, yet the sound of their fan base, maybe because it's old Colt fans, But I don't know. Those fans have their shit together. Those are real fucking fans, and that's a badass franchise. I even like that logo that looks like some sort of old-school family crest, like they conquered some fucking, I don't know, stormed some castles or some shit. It's going to be a rough fucking game. I have no idea. Giants, 49ers. Um, I think the difference is going to be quarterback, and i got to give the nod to Eli. Over Alex Smith. But uh, I can't underestimate Jim Harbaugh and how fucking amped up he gets his team. It's going to be. You know what? Fuck this. I'm going to I'm picking the 49ers. I'm picking the 49ers. Wait, where is that game? That's going to be in San Francisco. I'm picking the 49ers. I just think. That they they that's like a that was like a dormant volcano out there, their fan base. And now all of a sudden that Joe Montana Steve Young vibe is back. And uh I think Harbaugh's just a fucking great coach. They got an unbelievable defense. Fuck it. My gut says forty ers Although I think Eli is the goddamn man. Eli's the fucking man. He finally got his due and he deserves it. Um so that's it. So I alligator arm picked the forty ers And because my heart, I got to go with the Patriots winning ugly 23-20. Oh, Jesus Christ. I hope it happens. That's it. That's the podcast for this week. I hope you guys all have a good week. Go fuck yourself.